0: Everybody is I, you all know you are you, and wheresoever beings exist throughout all galaxies, it doesn't make any difference. You are all up. and when they come into being, that's you coming into being.
1: How's it going people? Hope you're all doing well, wherever you are in the world. In this one today, this is another live Q&A that I actually recorded, the sound quality on this one is much better than the last time. I had some great feedback from you guys, said that you really loved the Q&A style Um, and I know some of you came over to YouTube as well and asked a few questions which is really cool. Like I said, I'll be doing more of these in the future and I think it's a really great way to interact with you guys sort of one-on-one online and you can ask real-time questions and you know it makes for a meal a more sort of real authentic feel to the podcast i feel so i'll be doing some more of these in the future anyway i'm also going to be i know a lot of you guys a while ago i mentioned i was going to be doing a q and a where i was going to answer your questions i haven't yet got around to that i've still got them questions in a folder and i'll be eventually going back through them and answering them in a q and a in the near future so anyway enjoy this one if you can check out the one-off donation option and the patreon page goes such a long way to help me keep doing what i'm doing Uh, and i'm also now offering some one-on-one personal coaching if this interests you as well so enjoy this one anyway We're live. Here we go. We're live. Yeah, I was late. I was causing a ruckus at Tesco. <laughs> I love that. Um, just before I started um, opening up to some questions and stuff, I just wanted to um, have a little uh, sort of, I wanted to speak about a sort of something that's been on my, on my mind today and I've been sort of analysing, you know, I've been analysing this through my own sort of mind as well and how, you know, we can clearly look around at the world and we all see that there is a lot of um, big changes that's happening you know there's a lot of you know there's a lot of confrontation we can see the disconnect that's going on on the planet and um, you know e- even through my own self when I've been you know when I've been meditating and I've been just sitting in nature or whatever I've been doing you know I really feel like there's some sort of there's like a deeper call and I'm not sure what it is but there seems to be like a sort of a, a deeper call and that's trying to um, you know it's trying to sort of urge us on to to make a stand and you know, and allow the higher self to, to come truly forward. And I feel like we're going to we're gonna start seeing that over the next few weeks and months, you know, more and more people are going to start, you know, I think we're going to start stepping forward and actually, you know, realizing that this is the, the, the moment in, in time where we actually, you know, we have to stand up for what we believe in and not just on a, on a physical level, but I mean like on our own individual level, start taking action in our lives and stuff. Um, so I'm, anyway, I'm going to jump in and start uh asking some questions i'm willing to, to dive in anything you want um just let's just have a discussion and see where this this goes the other one we did the other day was really good and um there's been a lot of great feedback and i'm just looking forward to answering some questions and see where this one goes um so um arthur good in the kingdom of souls youtube page uh, thanks for the donation as well by the way i really appreciate that um, he says, um, so this is a super chat, so I'm going to answer this one first because I've donated. But um, it says, what's your thaw- thought Thought? Oh, <laughs> good one. What's your thaw- thought on, I love how you've actually put it as well, so to, to, to try and avoid the censorship, because I think we have to do that now, you know. It seems to be like right now on the planet, we have to try and be clever about this, you know, so YouTube channels don't get tucked down. I'm not saying it's not going to get tucked down, but we have to sort of be, to try and avoid the censors, we have to be a little bit clever. And I love how you've, you've, you've put um, the way you've worded it. Um, so, you know, um, we all know that the passport that's coming in the world right now, you know, the passport that they're trying to push, um, I'm not gonna say the word, um, but you, we all we all know <laughs> what, what I'm talking about. Um, you know, it's evident to see that all around the world now, there's, there's, there's speaking about how the, to, to go to certain countries, we're gonna need a certain passport. Um, and obviously this question was asked, what's your thoughts on this? Um, and it's clear to see that um, you know, I've had people reach out to me. Uh, there's someone from Israel who listens to the podcast. I can't remember the person's name. And she's mentioned how in her country right now, you know, they have, they have to have a, um, a medical green card so that they can just actually move to certain points in their country. Not just, not, not just to get on a plane, but they actually have to have a green card so that they can move a certain parts and actually go to the supermarket and things like that. And you know these them states um for example israel is a little bit more babylon than the uk for example or a bit more babylon than other countries around the world like us and they're a little bit ahead of us and but it's clear to see that this is this has been coming you know i mean uh, very early on and you know quote unquote all the conspiracy theorists were talking about how you know this was going to be the case you know the the word um uh you know um certificate of vaccination id you know it's it's in plain sight you know and there are people um, months ago and weeks ago, we were all speaking about how this was going to come to fruition, and we were going to have to, you know, our movements were going to be, um, we're going to be dictated to by um, having a form of passport that that makes sure that we are okay to go into a certain part of the world. Um, and I, I, I really feel like you know, this is the moment uh, on the planet now where we have to all come together and we have to find a solution. I don't know 100% what the solution is. I have a few ideas, um, which I definitely want to get into later on. Uh, in the podcast um but I feel like we 're in this moment now where we have to start um you know getting together and really start um challenging some of these things because if we don 't do this now, I feel like you know it 's already in certain countries like i said it 's in israel it 's in a few other countries as well you know it 's going to be on your doorstep, and if we don 't do nothing about it you know i i don 't know what 's going to happen um but it's definitely it 's definitely coming for sure i 'm going to scroll through and read a few more questions as well um Someone said the solution is spiritual revolution. I, I definitely, I definitely feel that that is one of the things that we can do. You know, I mean, we we're we're saying right now that there's loads of people protesting, which is obviously, you know, is that the right solution? Maybe it's a maybe it's something that needs to be done. You know, it shows that we have a we, there's a lot of us out there who are not sort of drinking the Kool-Aid, sort of say. Um, you know, I, I do feel like uh, you know, I, I definitely feel like what's happening right now is a test you know i feel like we we've been put in this in this world whether we have chose to come here or whatever's whatever's going on in this place and we have a choice now to um to really allow the higher self to come forward you know and and embody what we what we believe in our hearts you know because this is not just you know there's a there's a there's a lot of people who are question um the assumptions of what's going on now it's not just you know we're seeing in the media and stuff people seeing that it's um saying that it's all sort of one way, you know, and there's more people believe in the coolie, but there's actually not, when you're on the ground, you're looking around and more people, you know, more people are waking up. So there is a spirit, spiritual revolution that is happening, I, I really feel, um, not only on a subjective level where people are starting to work on themselves, but I feel like people are just looking around at certain things and saying this doesn't add up, you know, and it's a, I feel like it's a very interesting time to be alive, to be um, embedded within, you know, what's currently, currently going on. Also, um what was going to say again. Yeah, that's one. There. Someone said, "Is emigrating to another country a solution?" <sighs> I don't even know if we can get to another country. You know, that's that's the that's the interesting thing that's playing out. For example, in the UK where I'm based now, you know, it's 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 not even it's not even possible to emigrate to another country right now. You know, there's there's so many laws and legislation in place stopping people from moving around the planet. You know, I, I'm not too sure. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how how that unfolds um, i feel like there, there may be there may be loopholes and stuff um, just like there is with you know wearing a mask and things like that certain loopholes certain exemptions that we can that people can you know if you maybe there's, there's going to be loopholes for example say if you have a certain allergy or something like that um but i feel like you know we just have to one of the solutions i thought about you know is that at the end of the day you know we all know that um we are the we are the uh, many and they're the few you know the few of the people who are trying to put these things in place and i feel like the practical solution is you know we have to start building on the ground uh, local communities you know people in local areas who who you know who are conscious and aware and they want to so they want to build a a world that's a lot different than what they want we have to start getting together you know and, and and helping one another you know whether that's growing our own foods which is definitely um you know we need to start taking our power back from that side of things um, like I said, I'm not too sure if the solution is to to, to, to run away or to, to another country. Maybe we, we need to start working with people in our local area thinking how we can make ourselves more sustainable and uh, self-reliant from the system. I think that's such a, that's such a big one. Someone asked a question, if we don't take the vaccine, what are we going to do for the future and how do we su- survive it? Um, sounds silly, but we rely on so many uh, different systems to, to survive. What are your plans for the future? So that's I'll answer that in two parts. Um, so he said, if you take the vaccine, what are we going to do for the f- future? How will we survive it? So I, I think how we're going to move through this transition is to is you know is self empowerment. That's the only way. For so long on this planet, you know we've um, give so much of our power away, and I'm guilty of that too as well. You know I'm relying upon a supermarket for you know for my for for food. And we've given so much of our power away that, um, and if we, and if if you if you, we if we're living in a world where we ha- all our power is outside of ourselves, we can only expect for our rhythms to be dictated by something outside of ourselves. You know, this is a clever system that's been that's been. Um, you know, we have a part play playing this as well. I'm not taking any empowerment away from us. You know, we've played a part in in all, um, you know having all these different sort of fancies that we have in our lives to be able to go on Amazon, order stuff, to be able to walk down the shop and get all these different exotic fruits and. Vegetables and stuff, you know, we've played a part in that but this has been a sort of a, a long process That's been playing out on this planet for maybe the last hundred two hundred years Maybe a bit longer uh, as we've slowly been, you know, no one grows the food anymore And um, there was also something the other day as well and um, when in that when um I was reading the other day that when lockdown first started they actually put a, um, a limit on people how many seeds that people could buy you know, so the, the, the system itself understands the, the how, you know, the only way for you, us to take our power back is to, you know, is to start growing our foods and that Fundamentally comes from you need to have seeds, you know, to grow foods um, and other, other things as well But that's um, and if they stop that then you can't do that But I think like I said, the, the solution is, you know, is it's not the only solution and um, you know we we, we um, as a human race on the planet now we you know we we have the technical capability to do so many amazing stuff you know i mean even the civilization that's built now is not built by the elite it's not built by the 10 percent. it's built by human ingenuity and creativity you know where the many um but i feel i still feel like to right now it seems like there's two sides of people people who've chose one side of the coin you know to buy and opt into that world and there's people who are, are now leaning towards trying something different and i feel like you know maybe it's maybe this what's being set up now is trying to force us to try an alternative way of living you know um, and i'm not necessarily saying that's everyone packing up and living off grid but i just mean you know being a bit more self-reliant in your life you know um, and also within that question as well see i also asked as well what are your plans for the future? So, you know, my I'll be open about this. You know, my plans for the future is, you know, especially right now, what's come along um, with COVID and stuff, it really has, you know, it's affected my thinking. It's really forced me to start thinking in a different way. And, you know, I'm at the minute, I'm actually working on a, a camper van build. I know it's not the final solution, but if I see that as a bridge for me. I'm trying to make myself uh, as easy as I can to, to serve. And, um, you know, I left my job, um, A couple of months ago now it was, I think. I can't remember how long ago it was now. And that was um, very inspired through what is currently going on. I wanted to start moving things forward in a complete different way. So I left my job. Um, I also um, have got a bigger vision in my mind where I want to take my life. You know, I do want to move into a position where I start growing my own food and I become more self-reliant. I don't know how that's going to um, play out, but it's definitely something that's in my consciousness. And I think at times um, when we want something in life, I think it's, you know, it's not about because sometimes when you think, uh, you see someone else living a certain lifestyle or someone you know moving their things in a certain way and you think, I've got so many things going on in my life, I can't do it. You know, don't let that overwhelm you. you. know, We've all got things that we, in our lives that we've had to remove out of the way. I've still got things that I'm removing that no longer serve us. Um, but you just have to create the idea in the head and you will find a way. That's what the, that's what the human self does. You, know? you see the idea in the mind and you will eventually start moving towards you know, cr- uh, whatever you want. It just starts with the idea in the mind at first, and then you'll, you will find a way. So don't feel like you can't do anything. Don't feel like you're overwhelmed. Uh, so there's another question as well a super chat by Gary uh, Horn. Uh, what's your thoughts around reptilians? Big question. Diving deep down the rabbit hole. I'm going to have a drink of my sheep cup before I answer that one. <laughs> So, reptilians is a really interesting uh, question. It's something that I'm, you know, it's something that I'm not really scared to answer. I, f- I find um, when a lot of people get asked the question, reptilians, you don't, they'll sort of avoid it, you know, or they'll not really, they'll answer it, or they'll sort of just push it away and say, um, you know, that's not real, that's what you see in fiction and stuff like that. And I think there's two different ways of answering this question, you know. I've done a lot of research in um, many different, you know, ancient cultures and also, you um, I've looked into people like, um, you know, it's evident that David Icke's talked about this and he, you know, he gets a lot of flack for talking about it. You know, but there's also a a really interesting video on YouTube I would definitely recommend checking out. I always butcher this name. I'll actually put a link, um, maybe if someone knows what I'm talking about, maybe you can put a link in the description and someone can find it. But he's called Creedwa Mutwa, I think he's called, Credwa Mutwa, but he's basically an African Indigenous leader. And he talks a lot about the reptilians and his interactions, and he's someone who's very um, switched on. So I definitely recommend at one point checking that out. It's a very long video, but it's really worth a watch. Um, I've watched it quite a, t- a few times over, and he talks about you know the physical um, interactions that he had with his tribe, uh, with not just reptilians but other alien races. Um, so do I feel that from? A- practical sense do I feel like there is maybe reptilians or external forces that are trying to govern this planet you know maybe it isn't maybe it is a possibility it seems to be that there's a lot of evidence to suggest it Um also as well from a, a metaphysical point of view I've had experiences if you've watched the podcast or listened to the podcast you've heard me speaking in the past about my eye gazing experiments where I seen Laura as a reptilian she's seen me as a reptilian so I feel like you know on a metaphysical and um, from a metaphysical perspective there seems to be you know, that we all have that reptilian nature with inside of ourselves. Um, I heard a very interesting guy a, a few weeks ago, and stay open, open-minded on this, um, a guy called Max Spears, and he said that, um, you know, I'm sure you guys have heard the theory of um, of the Illuminati and stuff like that, and the Anunnaki, um, and there was this theory of the, how the Anunnaki um, a long time ago on the planet, you know, came to, came to Earth to mine to mine um, to mine gold from from civilization and you know there's a lot of evidence um, in in south africa there's a place called adam's calendar that has a lot of sort of on the ground evidence to maybe support this um so just stay open minded you know i'm I'm still open i'm not too sure on it but it, there's still a lot of evidence to support it and we've always got to stay open minded and they said that um there's a lot of um, like sort of old scriptures talking about how this alien race came to planet earth and um, to mine the gold because their atmosphere required gold to balance out the atmosphere and um, there's other theories why they came but that was just one of that's first coming to my mind now so you know so it's it's clear to see that there is there is um there seems to be maybe there is throughout all history you know there seems to be outside forces that have been interacting with the human psyche i think there's an amazing picture as well um also the picture called um i think it's a picture that um I can't remember who it is, but one of the famous painter, anyway, painted a picture, and a picture, and it's got a UFO in it. You know, um, the pyramids, the the hieroglyphs, and the pyramids have got interactions with other sort of uh, otherworldly creatures. So you know, it makes sense to think that there has been otherworldly creatures that have been sort of interacting with the the human self. Uh, but in terms of what I was saying before about the Anunnaki, there's a theory that this guy was speaking about called Max Spears, how um, he said that when an alien race came to to um, when an alien race at one time came to the, came to the came to planet earth they they um started mixing with human genetics and they actually put in two different types of genetic compounds within the human body and still reminded on this you know um they said that they put in um i can't remember the 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 first name i think they they might have said palladian DNA or something some some other form of dna anyway and the other form of dna was reptilian and they say he, he was speaking about Max Spears saying the reason why they did that for was because they wanted to, to create the inner chaos within inside of the self so that you would never fully be able to, um, to you know to get to that point within side of the self where you're fully enlightened if that makes sense So you know in our daily lives now we always we, constantly throughout our daily lives we have it in a battle between the sort of you know the dark side and the good side within inside of ourselves the lower part of ourselves and the higher part of my, ourselves as i've been doing a lot of deep work you know i've been really um really feeling that the lower frequencies and how me as a human being i'm sort of you know i'm attracted to that lower frequency i'm attracted to them lustful energies which are in the on in the lower chakras you know the culture around us right now is promoting us in that lower frequency it's bombarding our senses every single day so you know it, it's 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 not um it's this it, we can definitely see evidence of how there seems to be some form of thing, whatever you want to call it—reptilians, whatever you want to call it—maybe it's just our own collective shadow that is trying to force us into that lower frequency. Everything that's playing out in the world now, fear, 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 lower frequency, lower frequency. Stay in your meat suit, stay in your scared little meat suit, you know. Um, so something is pushing us down. And when I had that eye gaze experiment with Laura. And we seen each other as um, reptilians, you know. We were working on a lot of um, sort of lustful energies that we were working on in our own relationship, and uncovering traumas and things that we've been working on through our own lives. And um, so I kind of feel like there is also a part within us where we are susceptible, you know, to become the reptilians through our daily actions, you know. And maybe that's what. Um, maybe that's what. All these different things that are playing out in the world right now, you know. Maybe they, you know, maybe they don't care what you. Maybe they don't care if you you believe in something or you believe in something else. Maybe they just want you t- to believe in something so that you argue with someone else. Because when you argue with someone else, it brings you in that lower frequency, you know. Instead of coming together, and it maybe it allows a certain frequency in the universe to, to be able to to stay alive and manifest, you know. And if the reptilians are real, maybe they do need they do require. To be in that lower frequency so they can operate so maybe ask yourself that you know um. someone said what drugs do you re- recommend well i think i think that's it i think you, i don't know if you're saying that as a sort of a, um trying to sort of say that i'm talking nonsense maybe you are maybe you're not but anyway um I feel like you know, we all know what the drugs are in the world and it's not the, it's not the drugs that everyone's taking. The drugs, the real drugs that everyone's taking is coffee, alcohol, and terrible food. And a lot of human beings right now on the planet who are telling people what to do are, are, are um, self-reliant on them three things. So maybe they're the drugs that everyone needs to stop taking. Someone asked the question, how do you deep, do deep work? That's a really good call, uh, Stephen Childs. That's a really good question. And, um, you know, so this is something that I'm constantly always learning, you know, how to do deep work. It's always spoke about, you know, many people have certain methods and say, this is how you do shadow work, this is how you do shadow work. And, um, you know, and I kind of feel like it's, you. I, I feel like there's many methods to um, to start clearing out certain things. I think the most valuable thing you can do is, is make time for yourself. You know, we don't make t- enough time to just sit with the self. And, um, you know, li- I've said this before many times, you're probably sick of us hearing it, but we're living in a world that's, you know, it's promoting you It's promoting you um, out of your mind instead of in your mind. Like that guy was saying before, what drugs do you recommend? All the drugs in the world that we have around us, like terrible food, alcohol, you know, all these drugs all take you out of your mind, where things like psychedelics actually take you, take you in your mind. Um, you know maybe take psychedelics psychedelics is not always the answer you know and um, be prepared for psychedelics don't take it light hearted but that will allow and open up channels within side the self for you to do deep work it has for me on my journey when i've took um, many different th- forms of psychedelics you know what really uh, it really sort of opens up the veil with inside of the self and um, to, to to not just otherworldly counters but to to deeper aspects within side of the self because you know we've we, we, these traumas and things that, that we that have been passed down, they're so embedded within us. And it's, um, sometimes you've got to get a ratchet or a hammer and really get in there. And that's what sometimes psychedelics does. It's like a hammer to the mind, you know. But there is practices, we all know the practices that we can do, you know. Movement of the body is a great practice. Finding stillness, going into nature, um, you know. Speaking to people, creating a community of people where you can have deep conversations. They might notice things within you. You know, there's times where I've been around um, certain friends where um, you know, even even for example, you know, just even start focusing on the shadow aspects within a relationship, we all have relationships, whether it's with our friends or with our families, and just start noticing certain things that you say, you know, no, noticing how the words that you say trigger other people, and how maybe that might be getting mirrored back to you, that's a that's a really good one. It's, um, you know, it's one that, with me and Laura being in a relationship, that's one that, when you have two people who are highly spiritual, sort of, say, I know we're all spiritual, I'm using, I don't know why I use that word, but you know, highly um you know doing a lot of deep work it, it triggers a lot of aspects and you can if you maybe if you you find a friend or, or family member who is also into the deep work and you start spending a bit more time with them maybe you can start seeing some uh shadow triggers that's coming up within that relationship with that person and that's a that's sort of a fast route to um to to doing deep 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 work uh, someone else asked, I'm, so, I'm really sorry if I'm mi- missing some questions because there's quite a lot. Like I said, there's no time limit. I'm just going to go as long as I can and keep uh, speaking about as much as I can. Um, someone asked a question, said, was Max the super soldier and was he killed in Poland? Yeah, so Max, Max Spears, um, is a really interesting guy he was. He, very um, interesting circumstances how he was killed as well. Um, I'm sure you can look that up and find out how he was killed. But it's very interesting uh, stuff how that went down. Um, but yeah, but he was supposedly, a lot of people talk about how Max was a super soldier. So no one knows what super soldiers are. I haven't done a lot of research in this, but I have a general understanding. And um, many people talk about how um, there is children that were, children that supposedly had um, sort of exceptional abilities and things like that, naturally at birth, were sort of took away by the government, you know, and they were like sort of, um, you know, they were, they were sort of um, encouraged to work on astral projection, encouraged to work on, you know, Encouraged um, and used in experiments to understand trauma and how psychedelics work and stuff like this um, And you know this is evident to see even for example, um, I had a guy in the podcast a while ago called Dean Raiden I also had Stefan Schwartz on as well and they were um, and Russell tag is he's a main guy as well They were involved in this program called Stargate program, which is you know, this is this is not science fiction This is science fact and um, you know, the government even talked about how this program uh, is a real program and they, they worked on, you know, they worked on psychic abilities and worked on astral projection and the government were really interested in it. And um, so it's evident, say, you know, that the government have been interested in these for this sort of phenomena for a long time. So, you know, it makes sense if they were sort of taking kids who possess these certain heightened abilities and they want to do experiments and try and figure out how the human mind works and how, you know, they, they you know, the, the the biggest questions in life and um, you know all human beings are asking the biggest questions in life and you know and to get to that information so maybe some people are willing to you know to to take kids and do things to, to them to actually try and find you know find roots to that you know they're going to try and ev- everything they can it's evident. It's in plain sight um, This is a good one. Someone asked the question, Smiley Face Chips asked the question, what's the best lucid uh, dream you've ever had? So I've actually had quite a few um, really interesting lucid dreams. Um, lucid dreams is something to me that really, it really fascinates us. Um, I had a dream, I'll mention it again if you haven't heard it. Um, I'll try and maybe speak about some others as well, but I had a, um, a dream, and this was actually one of the first lucid dreams that I ever had on my, on my journey. And it's one that, it really still sticks out in my mind is um it's something that i think back to every single day and what what was really going down there what was really going on and i think at times we always remember that first experience i'm sure you can all relate to that we always remember that first psychedelic experience or the first mystical experience it really you know it lives long in our um, memories of um of what was going on there sort of the first one that breaks the veil and i had this experience a long time ago where i was practicing a method of lucid dreaming and, and um a really great practice to try as well just to let you guys know how i actually broke through and, and became lucid in the dream there's an amazing practice um where you basically just repeat the mantra tonight when i'll dream i'll see my hands and become aware that i'm in a dream and you just repeat that over and over again there's many different forms of how you can say that but that's the basic gist of it and i repeated this over and over again and i uh, repeated 39 30 30 times every single time before i went to bed and on the fifth night i actually broke through and became lucid in the dream and when I was in the dream, I just seen my hands in front of us, and um, you know I was looking around, I was like, "Whoa, um, you know, and sometimes you can get excited when you sort of um, when you have these mad experiences. <clears throat> and what happened was I was in a, a, a on a beach in the future, which was really wild, and I was looking around, and there was sort of loads of people walking on the beach. And I remember, um, you know, I already had, I was doing a lot of deep work in the lucid dream and so I was already aware of um, some questions that I wanted to ask. Because when you're in a lucid dream, you know, you can ask dream figures questions, you can also speak to the larger awareness within the dream. Uh, you can ask for certain things to experience bliss, things like that, and these will appear and happen in the dream, you know. And um, so I already, already had my questions prepared and I ran up to the first person who was walking on the beach and I said, um, uh, what's the nature of reality? What's the nature of reality? And you know, in life now, if, for example, you know, if you were to go outside right now and you'd walk down the street and you would just grab the first random person and say, What is the nature of this reality? they would think that you were a complete madman. <laughs> they think you were crazy or a mad woman. And this is exactly what happened in this dream. I did that same thing. And this person, this girl looked at us in the dream and she was like, what are you smoking? <laughs> Maybe what a lot of you are thinking in the comment now, what am I smoking? <laughs> and that's what she said. And uh, it, was really, it was really interesting. So anyway, I looked up in the corner of my eye and there was a guy um, in a sort of a beach hut um, in the distance. And you know when you look at someone and you get a sense that they know that something's up. They sort of—I got a feeling that he knew I was dreaming. So I thought he's the man asked the question. So I, I randomly walked up to this guy who was in the beach hut, and I asked him the question. I said, "What is the nature of reality?" And it was really weird because this dream figure—he was giving off this vibe that he was sort of scared to ask, answer the question. I already got the vibe that he was—he was sort of—he was very different to the other dream figures. Um, there's also something we can do in a, in a lucid dream as well is that you can see can all dream figures disappear And uh, you know the dream might make a lot of the dream figures disappear But you might get a few that'll turn around and look at you and stare at you, which is quite freaky when you do it and um, So anyway, I was looking at the, the the this guy and I was asking him asking him a question uh, What's the nature reality and he was getting very scared and He was looking around in the dream thinking like I could just sense that he didn't want to tell us um, and he was like, you're gonna have to stop asking. You're gonna have to stop asking. And I was like, I don't care if my head falls off. I want to know this, I want to know what you say. And um, he was getting really weird. He's like, you're gonna have to stop asking the question. And he turned around he just went, you know, the nature of reality is not what we seem. And I was like, right, what's the next question I can ask? And as I was doing that, he said, no, no, you're gonna have to stop asking. Please stop asking. And as I, in the dream, as I looked down um, to, my, to my shirt that I had on, he, he, my um, was, was started bleeding and I was like thinking I don't care I was like I don't care if my head falls off I don't care I'm not gonna ask more questions and he was like no 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 and then the dream itself actually muted his voice which is really interesting and then for some reason um I don't know why um but because maybe maybe this because it was my first lucid dream that I had but um for some reason I, I just started getting really scared and all of a sudden I um I just said to myself you know i want to get back to normal quote unquote reality now i'm getting a bit worried i'm getting a bit scared and then the fear started coming over thinking, what if i don't get back what if i don't get back and then um anyway i just you know i've done enough practices to understand that you when you're in them situations you stay calm you slow your breathing down and i ended up just lying uh chilling on a beach but on the beach and um i can remember this curtain that was sort of um blown in the wind on the beach beside the beach hut and um, eventually i just sort of you know i transitioned back into reality, which I which I thought was reality, um, and all of a sudden I can remember because I was so so dis I was so panicking in a way that I was sort of quite me me um, my perception was quite distorted and I was all over the place didn't know what was going on, and then what happened was was um, I actually realised that I was in a black and white room and I wasn't in. The, the dream world and a lot of people have taught me that maybe that the black and white world was actually I, I popped into the astral because a lot of people see when they have astral projection experiences that in between world can sometimes be black and white and um, not all cases but some some people some people have taught us who I've spoke to uh, and anyway I was and this this happened and I was lying in a black and white room and I can remember turning around and um, I looked looked around at my ex-girlfriend and I um, for some reason something in the dream taught us to smell my smell her hair and I just realised instantaneously that this wasn't, this wasn't the reality that I was in. And all of a sudden, I lay back on the bed. And um, I can remember getting hurtled through a portal, of like a black and white portal, and I woke up on my bed in the normal reality. <laughs> and I was just like, <sighs> um, sort of like from coming from like a sleep polaris, a polaris sort of thing. Uh, but that was, a, that was a really, really mad one. I've had a few others, but um, I'll maybe answer a few more questions. That was a bit of a rant. Um, like i see I, I can't i obviously i'm trying to read all the questions but there's a lot here um someone said adam mcdade said will you have chris on again so we can just hear you catch up live that would be great you know maybe you would um who knows how that's going to play out you know um Chris lives a, a completely different lifestyle to to to, to what I do now, you know. So I don't know how that's going to play out. Um, this obviously it's evident we n- we never fell out or anything like that. You know we're still really good friends. We always speak all the time. Um, but I think Chris lives a bit of a different lifestyle at the moment. You know he doesn't really want to be in the sort of you know this is not for everyone. It takes a lot to to speak on camera, uh, to put yourself out there. You know people underestimate and think that you can everyone can do it. It takes a lot, you know. There's a lot of um, things that come up. A lot of obviously, you know, the lot of um, of comments that people uh, put on you and things like that. And this isn't—it's not for everyone, you know. And it just—it wasn't for—it wasn't for him. um, And I respect that. Uh, So who knows? Maybe maybe we will at one time. You never know how this universe uh, works out. But he's really—he's really doing well. And he still watches the podcast as well. He still watches a lot. He sometimes actually comments in the comments as well, which is cool. Um. And if people who don't know who Chris is, Chris was someone who I used to, when I first started the podcast, I did the podcast with him. But he's doing really well. Um, So many comments trying to find the questions. Someone said, I kinda of find a question at the minute because there's so many comments. But someone said this. Um, I can't pronounce the name. I'm really sorry, um, but you'll know who the question is. She said, uh, you said, when I try to get when I try to get lucid, I always get tricked by my subconscious and small details. I feel I feel that I, I really get that. I feel like you know the subconscious is really a tricky thing. You know, um, I, I kind of feel like I'm in a position in my life now where I can differentiate between the two between the two things. You know, whether it's a lucid dream or whether it's the subconscious. I know the subconscious can play into the lucid dream as well, uh, but through my experience I can sort of differentiate between the two right now, you know? You know, the subconscious, And I think dreams in general are so fascinating, you know? I mean, I had a dream the other day just to, to let you in on it. It's a, it's a fascinating one to me, it blew my mind. Um, and you know, I'll be open and speak about it. It's, um, so I remember, so I had a dream where I was um, I was in this corridor. It wasn't lucid, it was just very vivid. It was definitely one of the subconscious. And, um, I th- and you know at times that this work, for me, honestly, this work goes so deep, it gets gets to the core of who you are as a human being, it really does. And when the work comes on, i tell you what, sometimes it, it can frighten the life out of you. You know, that's what the ego sometimes does. And you know, the, the greatest quote says, you know, fear God only. Um, and I don't mean God in the sense of the biblical sense. I mean, you know, the higher, almighty, the thing that governs this whole universe, you know, whatever that is. Um, maybe it's just the self, but there's something anyway that does give you an arse-kicking from time to time. <laughs> and um, I had this dream where I was basically in a corridor um, and there was a girl uh, a girl from school um, who was in my class when I was a lot younger. I think I was about 13 or 14 years old, or maybe being about 12. And um, this girl at the beginning of the dream turns around and says, she went, You can find it, find it, you will find it, you will find it. And I didn't really get it until I analysed it afterwards, the dream. So anyway, this dream started playing out. And um, a lot of people from my past life started turning up in this room and this room started getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And more and more people started coming in this room. And there was eventually there was so many people in the room that I started becoming claustrophobic. And I remember by the end of the dream, I was just lying on... Um, lying on the front of me, like lying down. And everyone who um, who had, in my past life, uh, sorry, in, when I was a lot younger from school, was all just crowding and crowding and coming in that room. <clears throat> and then eventually, the the oxygen ran out in the room in the dream and then I, I just woke up out of bed. And I analyzed the dream and, and when the girl was saying, find it, find it, find it, I feel like what she was referring to, so in that time era, and this is how minute the work, this is how deep the work goes. So you know when you're a young child, Um, Especially for the masculine, you know, we're we're in them, in them lustful energies, you know, you're a teenager, you know, you're chasing girls and you know, you want to sort of, you know, you, you know, you know what I mean. And, um, and at that time, at that time when I was a lot younger, you know, we were just having a joke. I was having a joke with her, like, as you do when you're younger, you know, you, 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 you flirt and stuff like that. And that flirting was actually, um, what the dream was teaching us is that that dream, the flirting was actually making her uncomfortable. Um, and that was, that's what I feel like the whole dream was trying to show us, you know, that sometimes our level of consciousness can maybe make some people uncomfortable, uh, what, what you can't sort of see, you know. Uh, it was quite a mad one, it's a, it's a, maybe it's a little small thing, but um, to me it, it felt quite a, quite a big lesson and this is how deep the work goes, you know. As you start going more and more and getting better things from you, that you've maybe things that you have out, out of place, out of balance or things that you need to work on. Um you have to go back and get these things and sometimes it can be challenging you know, because they get they get more and more fi- uh, more and more finite if that makes sense. And this is a really good question. Gary um, Hor- horn asked the question, Have you had any experiences with remote viewing? Um, I have actually I've done a quite a few experiments with remote view and this is something that I would recommend looking into Russell Tag. He's done a lot of work on this, also Stefan Schwartz. They're two, um, two of the best remote viewers, um, supposedly in the world. I know there's some others as well, but they're the sort of the OG, sort of say. Um, I know that um, Robert Monroe he done a lot of work with remote viewing. Um, but this is an interesting one for me. You know, this is this is this is also as well clear that the government have, have put a lot of funding and money into this, and they've been practicing on using remote viewing for um, you know for military functions and things like that. But in my own personal life, I, I, I remember when I was younger. And this is something that right now in my life I'm actually practicing a lot more. And I need to do more of it to be honest. Um, But I remember when I was younger I used to be able to, I can always remember before I was aware of the deep work as I was uh, growing up. I can remember sitting in the room and my um, mother, my mom used to always come in the room and um, she would be speaking to us for ages. And she was always say, oh, you know, I was speaking to you there. I was speaking to you, Daniel, for um, for, for 15, 20 minutes. What were you doing? You weren't listening to us. <laughs> I was telling you to do the dishes. <laughs> um, and she would speak to us for ages. And, I, you know, I, I wasn't there. And I, I used to always say that, you know, I didn't even hear. I wasn't there. But what I was doing when I was younger, I was actually remote viewing. I was actually, my consciousness was traveling to memories and places that I had in my mind. Um, and... The closest, it's funny because I feel like when I was younger it was a lot easier for me to do this and I was doing it without even knowing what I was doing. Um, I've always had, um, I feel like people, uh, there's a lot of people who um, on the planet I feel like who have got really good imaginations and I feel like this this plays into the sort of the whole inner child thing, you know, as we're a young child, a lot of this is drained out of us, you know, school and system now, um, you know, tries to dim that childlike imagination, you know. We're never taught about the imagination and stuff like that and how powerful it is and how amazing it is. Um, it sort of like took out took out of children quite a lot. And as I've got older, I've actually find it found it a lot harder, even though I'm no more about it, to get into them states. But I remember the closest I got to it was I actually had an experience about, I think it was about six months ago now where I was practicing remote viewing. And um, you know, I can get to places in my mind when I when I focus. The, the practice that I do sort of thing, you know I make time, I sit down, and I just start I go back to a memory in my mind, or maybe um, a place on the planet and I will just start playing that thought out, imagining that, that, that I'm there, and sometimes it'll trigger. But anyway, I anyway, had this random occurrence where I was just sitting and meditating, and then all of a sudden, I was, my mind was remote viewing over a, it was a city in the future, which was really interesting. And um, I haven't been able to get back there anymore, but um, remote viewing is, it's legit for sure. You know, I've heard some really interesting stories about from Stefan Schwartz and Russell Tagg, and I also um, Tom Campbell talks about this as well, you know, who wrote the book My Big Tour. Someone said, So the Soul Misfit said, what are your thoughts on the awake folk being the greatest tool for the elite vampires in the sense that our ability to think and see through their game is there to use to reinforce the lie to the masses. So I'm not really hundred per cent sure how how what you mean by that. Maybe you could expand it a bit more in the comments, but how I perceive that is I feel like you're trying to say like um that right now in the world, because there is, so the, so a thought that I've had right now that's going on in the world, it seems like, you know, it's evident to see that there's theres two sides of the coin right now. We've got people who are awake and people who who sort of, I'm not gonna say the word not awake, because we're all probably not awake, but people who are sort of, you know, they're, they're not at the point of, of the journey that, we, that maybe the likes of us are, sort of say, who are watching this now. And there seems to be some sort of disparity between that that community that's that's kind of sort of unfolding um, right now and i feel like maybe the elite um on the planet are aware of that that sort of that dynamic how there is sort of division between these two different groups and maybe they're trying to sort of interplay that dynamic in a way to sort of to keep the frequency like i was explaining before about how you know the reptilian nature within us requires that to be us in that lower nature that lower frequency cuz i kind of feel like you know we look up we turn on the news right now um, we've got we have all these different movements like black lives matter we have all these other different movements that are that the media are, are constantly pumping out there in the world and i kind of feel like all these different things that are playing out they're trying to pull on the the consciousness of people who are awake and who believe you know in rights and who believe in uh, justice in the world and who want freedom and want sovereignty over the body and stuff like that but i kind of feel like they're trying to push their narratives through that to make you angry you know so you're not really operating from what you feel in your heart they're trying to dictate your rhythms so I don't know if that answered your question I would love to see what you see in the comments but I kind of feel like there is some, there is a dynamic that's playing out now where more than ever it's more important now to be aware of your own spirituality instead of you know allowing not even don't even allow me to to govern your mind and you know tune into your own self and take you might want to listen to what I'm saying but you know take it upon yourself to do your own work you know um and you won't be dictated to by any external forces. Because I feel like right now we're living in a world where even all the spiritual teachers around the world are all fighting for your attention and they all believe that they have a method. Like the government believe they have a method for everything. You know, no one knows shit, I promise you that. Not even me, no one knows shit. Someone asked a question, um, I think that's pronounced L.P. Asko Ali, I think that's how we pronounce it. I hope I've pronounced that right. I'm sometimes terrible at pronouncing names. Someone said, he said, or she said, what are your thoughts on the significance of blood? Blood is a common theme from blood sacrifices to the bloodlines, even blood types. Do you you know your uh, blood type, by the way? I actually don't know my blood type, by the way. I um actually asked my mom this other day, and um she did, she didn't know. <laughs> Shame on you. <laughs> um, but no, I actually actually don't know. Um, but you know, blood blood definitely seems to be something interesting. You know, it does seem to be. There's there's a lot of evidence coming out. You know how we talk about how you know the elites are doing certain rituals and things like that, and also how certain bloods can uh, increase vitality. You know, it's evident to say that. You know, there was a lot of um, research I came up about this other day. How you know they were taking um, babies and things that had just died and stuff, and they were taking the blood out of that baby. You know, there's also the evidence of. I don't know if you guys have ever looked into. Um, I- I'm not too sure of the name of this. I-, I slipped my mind right now. But there is something that happens when, for, for example, there is a there is a, something is re- a chemical compound is released within every child when they're in a state of trauma. Um, and you know say for example if a child goes through a trauma traumatic um experience uh, certain certain compo- uh, certain chemical components can be released through the blood, bloodstream uh, is it endochrome is that right endochrome adrenochrome. Adrenochrome. adrenochrome adrenochrome i'm asking laura for that adrenochrome it's called and that can be released through um traumatic events and um you know there, there, there are there's rumors that people in the world are actually trying to get this you know so that you can prolong prolong the life and prolong like longevity in the bo- in the human body which is really interesting um i read a long time ago just one that's come to my mind now as well give a different bit of a different answer you know i just want to say as well guys that when i'm saying these things you know i'm just sometimes i you know i i'm just um i'm just staying true you know i could easily hold this information back to not sound crazy because i know sometimes these things can sound crazy but i'm just all i'm doing is having a conversation with you guys so i just hope you stay open-minded and um, but i remember watching um that's a bit of a disclaimer. I remember watching a documentary a long time ago about um alien about these about how I think it was on the I can't remember where it was now. It was on some sort of program anyway. But they were talking about how um alien abductions and they were speaking about how certain um alien people who have been abducted in the past had a certain blood type and it was also linked to eye color as well. So it was people who have had who had green eyes and um, were more likely to get abducted. And this was like a study that was done on analysing people who said they had alien abductions and they found that I think it was 90% of people who had alien abductions supposedly had green eyes and they also had this specific blood type. I need to look more into that but that's also interesting as well if you want to look into that. So I hope you haven't got green eyes as they're coming for you tonight. (laughs) They're going to probe you just like Bill Gates is trying to probe you. Someone said as well, L. Piersko P. 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 Ali, I'm sorry to pronounce that name again, says, um, do you have a, a top five favorite books you've ever read? Five top books that I've ever read. Um, I'm gonna to have to say the first one for me is You Are the Placebo by Joe Dispenza, because that was the first book that really made me start realizing that um, that, the, that our bodies are a lot more capable than we've been led to believe and we have a sovereignty over, You know any ailment or disease that we get in our mind we can heal it ourselves and i 100 percent fully believe that one million percent another interesting book that i read was um the cosmic serpent by jeremiah nabry that's a really cool book um even though i have um I, I don't believe that that book was fully um fully fully sort of gave me the conclusions i think it was missing quite a lot when it comes to the metaphysical but it nevertheless it was it's a, it's a really really great book but i think it only gets to, to the to the more biologic the sort of gets the molecular part of DNA doesn't really get to the to, to consciousness. In my opinion, the bigger side of things, but maybe the book wasn't doing that. You know, um, maybe it's just me trying to make the book that wanting that from the book. Also, as well, I kind of think of another book right now. Um, I've read a lot of books by um, Ivan Lozanzo, Ivan Lozano, he wrote the book called Akashic Records. Uh, I think he also wrote a book called The Cosmic Fields. That's also a really uh, great book. Um, he has so many topics where he talks about consciousness and things like that. Um, another great, you know, Anthony Peake also has some uh, great books as well. He his book The Damien, which is a great one about the the higher self and the higher mind. Um, maybe one other book slipping my mind now. There's quite a few books that I've read anyway. Maybe I'll have to come back to that one. I can't re- kind of fully remember right now on, this, on the spot now. This is an interesting question. So Gary asked the question, do you think, <laughs> I'll tell you what, you guys, right, <laughs> are gonna get me locked up <laughs> with these questions. He says, do you think they are trying to destroy this realm before they move on to the next? So I think what that question is referring to is is referring to actually Max Spears talks about this a lot. He speaks about how, you know, um, the elite on the planet right now, you know, they cannot operate in the frequency that we are moving into. You know, it's clear to see that there is big polarizations of consciousness that is happening on the planet now. Ancient cultures spoke about how we are moving through different ages of consciousness. Um, you know, planetary alignments are moving and as they move, the human psyche develops and consciousness evokes within inside the self. More and more people on the planet are waking up more than ever. People are having Kundalini awakenings, spontaneous awakenings, people are having many different, uh, different, going through many different things working on themselves. And as we go through this process, we as a people are waking up, you know? And in that process, um, this has been, we know this has been the last, I don't want to put a number on it, but it's clear to see that over the last few years, more and more people have been waking up, you know? And as that process has been happening, the frequency naturally on the planet, because we are electromagnetic beings, as the frequency rises within inside of ourselves, um, you know, the frequency on the planet naturally is going to start evolving and start moving up, you know, that's what it does. <coughs> and in that process, the elites on the planet who have been carrying out all these evil acts and the ones who were in this, operating from this lower frequency, you know, they can no longer sustain where we are now on the planet. So they have to be forced out of this frequency you know and you know even science talks about this how there is frequencies that are just you know they're so close to this reality and that's from a science fact perspective you know but from a metaphysical perspective what i understand as you you know as you enter your consciousness you can you get a sense and a feel that there is there is realities that are parallel to this one you know you just have to alter that to, to really slip in there and feel it and um there's theories that the, the, the elite on the planet now, they can't sustain this frequency, this positive frequency, so you have to get out of here, you know. And as they do that, they're going to try and bring the whole house of cards down with it. And it's very interesting, you know, how this is this is happening now, you know. Um, I know I've mentioned his name a few times, but um, Max Spears, he spoke about this many years ago, you know, before he died. He spoke about how the elite, you know this this battle that's going on now the battle the spirit the spiritual battle that's playing out is the battle was already won a long time ago but it's on a cosmic sense it has to keep being played out um and in that process it's a game to them you know they're going to try and as they move out they have the as their frequency has to move out this reality they're going to try and bring it all down and, and and screw up screw up the earth realm you know um i don't know but it's clear to see that what's going on, on the planet now is definitely seems to be the mark of that you know they want to try and uh, Bring the whole house of cards down with it and make us you know make us live in fear make us secluded make us not join together make us dependent everywhere we everywhere we go we're monitored um you know mm-hmm. the list goes on So al bundy actually said agree dan the inner light makes you invisible and repulsive to to the to the wicked for sure it does as well and i feel like as well just uh, i think in the spiritual communities as well i feel like <clears throat> you know there's a lot of people there's a lot of spiritual teachers who don't want to acknowledge the dark side you know they want to they all always want to speak about love and light you know and not really acknowledge the darker aspects because i feel like when spiritual teachers can just talk about the lower the the, the look that's how it's all live and light you know it kind of like um you know it kind of keeps it kind of keeps pushing and um, pushing what the, the what you know that area of what they want to be doing you know but there is there is more benevolent aspects to spiritual health, you know i think we have to acknowledge that and i think the deeper you go you start realizing you know and this this universe requires that polarity you know because we require the darkness as well for our growth and um, not only within inside of ourselves but maybe we need a physical resistance outside of ourselves to grow so, in a kind of weird way, I'm kind of grateful for what's going on right now because it's forcing not only me, I know it's forcing a lot of you to rethink your lives. So, I'm kind of like, I'm kind of grateful for that in a way, you know. I've meditated on that quite a bit. Do that yourself. Meditate on what's going on in the world now and how it's empowering you. Because um, I feel like there's a lot of trying to, uh, there's a lot of deep empowerment that's going on now. But through that process, there's a lot of people who's, you know, they really are forcing them to work on themselves. Um, so Di Matrix asked the question, why does the dark side respect our free will and does not force us to certain things? I mean, they c- could if they wanted. Really good question that, by the way. It's something that I've thought about a lot because it's clear to see that right now on the planet, you know, everything is in plain sight, you know. They're telling you to wear a mask, but there is loopholes to not wear the mask, you know. Uh, I kind of feel like um, to go really deep in something that I've thought about, you know, I'll try, and give a, I'll try and give a bit of context to this question. So when you start awakening and you start working on yourself, <clears throat> you realise that you've built up a lot of karma. You've also realised that the things that you've done in the past are a burden on your energetic self. And we have to go on a, on a journey to clear these things out. I'm still doing this now, you know, this thing goes so deep. And as I'm slowly removing these things out, you know i realize that there is a force out there whatever you want to call it it sounds like star wars there's a force but there is a force out there um and um i've lost my material the fourth but there is there is something out there that governs you know governs our consciousness you know there is something that whether it's just the higher self whether it's the damien like anthony peak calls it but there is something that governs over our consciousness and tries to navigate us to be a better human being And when you do this deep work you really feel that you know there is like a sort of a there isn't there's a there is a universal one or something that is trying to guide you and i feel like there's been times you know where i've i know how hard that work is you know and i feel like you know i've i feel like i'm in a point of time i know that we all we all have flaws and then we all we're we're all not virtuous as human beings we're all working on stuff that's why we're in the earth realm you know so i'm not saying that i'm this enlightened guru you know i feel like we're all we've all got work to do that's why we're here and um, I feel like as I've been moving through that work, I know how hard that work work is. You know, I, ha- I know how much of an ass kicking that I've got from, from that force. So if there is elite on the planet right now, and um, you know, they, they are doing th- mischievous things, you know, they do not want to face that. And, and I, you know, there's the Egyptians are always, there's a famous quote by the Egyptians where they believe that, you know, once you, um, once you pass over this, your consciousness and you leave these physical forms, Many cultures believe this, that you would meet the universal one and your um, heart would be weird against a feather. And, and there's a lot of scriptures talking about this, whether it's metaphorically speaking, whatever it means. But there's clear clear sight that there will be some form of judgment that when we leave these bodies. Um, you know these bodies are just temporary. Um, and we, we, we will be judged in some form of, some form of sense by the self. Um, maybe it is the self because you know you can't lie to the self. But something will judge you and that will dictate whatever else happens in the next life I, I 100% believe that i've had so many experiences where i've i've been tucked to that point of, of, of uh, consciousness you know um i lost my trailer thought there what i was saying by the way <laughs> um what was this what was the question again um yeah so i i believe that you know that they have, have to put things in plain sight because if they put things in plain sight and they allow us to make the choice and not them then they will not get the karma you know, so put that in your mind, maybe that's why things are in plain sight. They tell you about stuff because they have, to, it's, a, it's a form of deception where they're actually getting you, they're telling you what they're doing. So when they tell you what they do, if you still choose it, then you deserve it. Maybe. I'll just skip down loads of questions there. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm really sorry if i don't answer all the questions like i say these these q and a's are not going away i will i'll try and get back and do as many as i can um in the future if i miss any questions it's just the questions are coming in so thick and fast it's hard to read them Someone asked a question, Adam McCaid asked a question, and this is the first question I come across, I'm sorry if I missed any of us. but it says, how do you source uh, the latest research? I find a lot of the most recent research is behind a paywall, which is accessible without institutional credits. How do you navigate this? So the first thing I'll tell you how to navigate this is, is, is go within, because all that information that everyone else is speaking about is, all, is already within you. And I know that's easy to say that, um, but if you, if you, you know, this information is all within you and you just need to sit with yourself and you will find this information will naturally uh, come up through yourself. Um, you know, I feel like there's n- most information out there, you know, it's not behind a paywall as well. You know, you might get some information that's on a, out on a paywall. But uh, there's a lot of great information out there that you can do digging. I know it's very hard now with censorship to find, you know, um, me and Laura were doing this. Even night, we have uh, ex- we have nights where we'll sit down and we'll just go on a rabbit hole and watch conspir- conspiracies. And it's so hard now to find information. I I don't necessarily believe that information's behind a paywall. I feel like um, maybe it's behind a paywall because it has to be in the current system now. Because you know, because YouTube censors a lot of stuff. Um, other platforms, even some of the freedom, free speech platforms, supposedly free speech platforms. Um, I'm not going to go into it because there's a lot of legal issues with this, but some of the free platforms have still been taking a lot of people down and not letting them on, letting them produce their content. So there's a there's a big interesting thing that's happening right now on the planet um, with that. But I feel like you just have to do your digging. The research is out there. There is amazing people who are constantly uploading new YouTube uh, new YouTube videos that have been tucked down and constantly putting them back on again and again and again. But there's some great resources, you know, out there. Um, I would just tell you now. It depends what information you want to look into. But just someone who I'm really looking into in the minute is um is I'm really interested in uh, the African leader that I said before called how do you pronounce it, Laura? Kredo Muchwa. Creedwa Muchwa is called. Um, maybe maybe Laura write it in the comments. Write it in the comments so people can know. Uh, Creedwa Muchwa is called. Um, <clears throat> uh, but he's a really interesting guy um, to look into, and he might mention a few names that you can that you can look into from that. Um trying to think of some other interesting names to recommend to you guys that you can go down a rabbit hole and look into. Like I said before, Max Space is an interesting guy uh, to dive down a rabbit hole. Um, trying to think of some other interesting ones. Um you know, the likes of um I feel like the likes of you know Tom Campbell has some very interesting stuff. I know that his long presentations can come across a bit too technical but he has some very interesting stuff. You know, Tom Campbell, when he's touching on the on the nature of consciousness. Um, I'll try and have a think, i have, have a think, guys, of some other, other interesting minds, but there is, I just wanted to give you a few anyway, maybe start with them, a couple there, and see where that, that takes you. So someone asked the question, have you read the new book of Carl Callum called The Quantum Science of Psychedelics? So I actually haven't read this book yet, this is a book that I really want to read. Um, to me, when, when I read the, because I, um, I think I've got that book somewhere because Carl actually sent us it. Because if you remember, Carl, uh, Callum was on the podcast a while ago, if you don't know that. And we did a really great podcast. Um, uh, his work is really interesting, by the way, in regards to the Mayan cultures, how he believed that you know the Mayans predicted these uh, cycles of consciousness that's coming right now on the planet and how you know the, it, it's embedded within the ancient structure in regards to the quantum science in terms of uh, the energy that flows throughout the human body, how the ancient cultures were aware of the cosmic serpent, the, the Kundalini energy that goes through the body, and how this energy affects civilizations. Uh, his, his book's really good. The podcast that we did was a really great uh, talking point. You know, that's something that really interests me, the question of how did these ancient cultures know this information, you know? How did they know this deep information? You know, they were obviously doing a lot of inner work. Um, they obviously had, a, I believe that they had a higher consciousness and a higher mind. They were in the golden age as I feel like we're moving into that now. Or maybe we're still quite far away from it, but we're moving into it. Um, so I believe that's why, you know, consciousness on the planet was invoked. More people were awake and they were allowed to freely express this, explore technologies of free energy, explore technologies of the self, um, the mysteries of life. I'm gonna answer a few more questions, guys, and then I'm gonna go off. So someone asked a question, um, Gary asked the question, how do you attune yourself to the light? What are some practices you do? <clears throat> um, trying to think of something different, Not. I don't wanna to go too surface with this one. Um, Obviously, gratitude's a great one. I think um, this might sound might sound a bit surface saying that, but I feel like there is a doorway to the work inside of the self that can happen. For example, when you do meditation, I feel like when people do a lot of meditation, you know, they like they'll are sort of sitting around, stumbling around in the thoughts But I feel like by Pinpointing something in your mind like focusing on a, um, an interaction or a point of gratitude with inside the self can really invoke a lot of interesting feelings So maybe try an experiment where you know, you you you're sitting with yourself and um And you you find that gratitude not in a sense You can't trick the self but really find that point of gratitude and some interesting feelings it May move through the body. I think gratitude is a great thing to a great state of consciousness to be in Um. Also another great one which I haven't spoken about a lot. I'm going to do a podcast a bit more in depth on this. I'm still doing a bit of research. Um, but another great practice um that you can do to you know, attune yourself to the light is um ley lines around the planet. I feel like you know this isn't this is not um this is not new knowledge, you know. We we're, we're just discovering all this stuff that was discovered in the past. But there is ley lines around the planet. There's actually a lot in the UK right now. Um, I've actually f- personally, you know, I've went to these ley lines and I've felt the energy myself. And you know, the ancients were really onto something. Um, you know, there's there's no there's no coincidence why all these pyramids and all these structures around the world, you know, they they're, they're built on on ley lines. You know, they're, they're not just random. They're not randomly sort of um, places that have just been put there randomly. They're on ancient ley lines that they knew that these parts on the planet uh, emitted electromagnetic frequencies, um, whatever you want to call it, that do um, alter and affect the human psyche and human consciousness. And it's not a coincidence, you know, you, some of these ancient sites that are on Leo lines, you know, they won't even allow you to walk barefoot. Ask yourself that because, you know, the human foot, the human skin is the, the connection, the source to that, you know, our feet ground us to the earth, which do have certain aspects within this planet where we can walk on these um rich on these sites you know have effects of healing and things like that so that's something that I want to speak about more in the future you know I'm going to really bring the information that I've learned and how when we on these sites how we can actually connect to this you know and what practices and rituals we can do because cultures in the past used to do so many rituals around these earth sites you know it's very interesting that there is um there is a lot of rumors as well that uh, that, that these um where these and ley lines are there's also um there's also underneath the ground there is also natural springs and natural mineral waters so there's a guy who wrote a book called um i can't pronounce the name now jeremy oh the the name's i'm really sorry but the name slipped my mind but there's a guy who wrote a book about the the intelligence of water and how water uh, carries carries memories but he there was a chapter in his book where he was speaking about how how um there is there is electrical charges that can be um, that water can interplay with, and how can it, how it, that water can affect the human the human body and the human psyche. Um, so maybe looking at that, you know, they believe that under the under the um, the Egyptian pyramids there's water systems. And um, there was rumors that the government actually went in there and they were actually taking the water out. Um, so I don't know what's going on there. Um, I can't remember who was the guy who talked about that. But there is, you know, this, a lot of these ley lines do have natural uh, water sources and natural mineral sources underneath them. You know, as human beings on the planet, it's clear to see, um, you know, water has interesting properties. If you drink spring water compared to tap water, you'll feel a complete significance on the body. It's evident to see that when you drink, um, you know, f- you have fluoride in the water, it can affect and damage. You know, there's evidence that talks about the pineal gland theories around that. Um, you know, why does, um, you know the the elite on the planet now you know they they've, they've openly spoke about how you know they only drink clean mineral water they only drink sourced water from its natural spring you know that's come up from the ground a million years old but ever however everyone on the ground you know is drinking this water that's being filtered through systems that has fluoride in and it has shit in it which is mad to think about you know that's one great thing you can do to start tuning your spiritual body you know start drinking drinking more water but drinking clean water. A lot of people don't talk about that as a spiritual practice, but the body is the doorway to consciousness. Um, I'll answer one more question. Um. I said, do this more often. I will be doing this more often, I promise you, I will be. Just starting to get into it. It's really interesting, you know, it's, it's really cool just to connect. It feels it feels in a way like I'm actually like with you in a room, which is really cool. Um, I know we're not, it's virtual, but it just feels, it's sort of the closest thing we can get. Um, I would love in the future for us all to get together and hang out. Be, that would be so cool. And have these deep conversations in person. Because I feel like sometimes, you know, I, in a way I want to have your interaction back, you know. I don't know everything. Um, you know, I'm still working on a lot of stuff. It might seem to you that I know a lot of stuff, but you know, the more you know, the more you don't know, and that's uh, the beauty of this journey, the more I'm just sort of you know, I'm 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 interested in learning from every single person because you know we don't know nothing. I'm just trying to have a little quick through and see if I've missed any questions. Um this is a lot of interaction. Um I'll answer this one. Someone said um Nad asked a question, I do get random visions. A lot of times I see through my blindfold and eyes being shut, um, see smoke from my blood, and sometimes shadow people coming right up in my face. Yeah, a lot of people talk about seeing shadow figures in the face. You know, I think this there's something, especially when um, this I felt this a lot when um, with it, when you go first go when you first about to go to sleep. Uh, there's something that happens with the sort of the brainwaves or whatever's happening when you go into sleep. You start winding down, where you're in that transition just before you're about to fall fall into sleep, <clears throat> where you can actually, you know, you can you can witness things in, in the in the mind's eye. <clears throat> I'm not too fully sure what's going on there. I had an experience a while ago where, because um, it's really interesting, you know, when you start doing deep work, you know, you kind of like um a lot a lot of times you wake up at like two o'clock and three o'clock in the morning. Um, you know, the deep work wakes you up, whether it's a dream or the work will wake up and you'll start working on a lot of deep aspects. Um, through spiritual awakening, you'll find that you'll wake up in random hours of the night. It's a sort of a common thing, you know, so don't be alarmed by that because it, be it can be quite challenging. Um, I had one the other night where I was working on something and it woke us up at like three o'clock in the morning and I couldn't get back to sleep and the work was really coming on. Um, but I had this experience once where I was I was doing a wild camp up in Scotland and uh, I went for a wild camp by myself. I would recommend anyone doing a wild camp by themselves, by the way. I know a lot of people have a lot of fears around going in the woods by themselves. Um, I think the mind itself plays a lot of tricks. But I did a wild camp where I went up by myself in Scotland and um, in the middle of night, which was quite, it freaked us out quite a bit. Um, but it felt like something was, woke us up in the middle of the night and it felt like something was pulling us like sort of down a back, like an infinite bank sort of, and this was when I was going through, this was interesting because it was when I was going through the Kundalini awakening and I think when, we're, when our awareness is heightened and, and our sensitivity is very high, I feel like this is when we can receive a lot of psychic attacks because we're sort of more susceptible, we're more open to the work, we're very novel and new to the new information that's coming up so we can be psychically attacked quite a lot and I feel like maybe that was what, what was happening to me, I was being psychically attacked um, in this moment where I felt like my body was being pulled um, down a hill. But if you do have moments like that, you know, just I know it can be challenging. Uh, just, just, just know it inside of the self, you know, that nothing can harm you. And um, there's, there is, um, there is certain visualizations and practices that, and mantras that you can do. You know, and there's one that I do a lot where I'll put a, I'll, I'll just imagine that there's a force field of light around us that's protecting us. And um, you can, you can do these at work. You know, it's funny that that is a, that is a synchronistic, synchronistic, by the way. That is a real synchronicity. So no, the question I just answered there by Nad. Mm-hmm. So the question I just answered by the guy called Nad there, and I was just explaining the conversation, saying how I was in Scotland to answer his question. He's also from Scotland. Okay. That's mad that, by the way. That's a synchronicity right there. I think we'll leave it there. Mm-hmm. Leave it on that synchronicity, because that is really cool. Um, honestly, guys, thank you so much for your questions, and I'm gonna do these more. Um, I'll probably do, I'll do another one of these in maybe a couple of days' time. Um, and if you, if you just want to go away and think of some questions and bring them back, I'll, I'm happy, happy to do that. As you can tell, I'm happy to answer anything. I'm openly, I don't know everything, you know, I'm just open to have a debate and and learn, you know. So, so I love you all anyway. Thanks for tuning in. It really means a lot. Um, and wherever you are in the world, keep seeking as always. Peace out. Thanks so much for checking out that podcast. If you feel that these conversations Um, add value in your life please consider donating to the podcast um, or supporting through the patreon page Uh, it really uh, helps me to keep doing what I'm doing Um, also I'm offering some one-on-one personal coaching if this interests you feel free to reach out and we'll see if we are um, a match to fit to work together Um, and this just to play this podcast I was always do this is a song by an artist I love called um, Emily uh, Brimlow um, this is a hard, I always pick the hardest songs to pronounce, but this one's called Afa Sawaya. Afa Sawaya. <laughs> I'm not too sure I sound Chinese, but it's called Afa Sawaya. I'm sure you'll find it if you type in Emily Brimelow. She's a really cool artist anyway. So anyway, enjoy this um, song and I'll catch you in the next one. Peace out.
0: planning not to understand it all i'm sick of all the questions exploding in my- it's sweeter when I don't know